Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And we have such a fun guest today. We're talking to Tara Foley all about clean beauty. This is a really great episode. I learned so much from her. I know. I love when we have beauty people on. I just troubleshoot my own routine. It's my fave. Um, But before we talk to Tara, let's talk about ourselves. Always. So, Becca, what was your high this week? Okay, my high was my cookbook club. So it was last Saturday. So I've wanted to do a cookbook club for forever. I can't remember where I heard about it. But basically what it is is you pick either a cookbook or a chef and every person signs up and brings something from that cookbook or that chef. So we had a Allison Roman themed potluck. Of course it was Allison Roman. It could, was, it, could it be anyone else? No, I feel like she's so of the moment. But it was so fun. My friend Elizabeth had posted on Instagram that she wanted to do a cookbook club and I was the first, I don't know if I was the first person, but I was the most excited person to jump on board. So I signed up to make brisket, which is something that I have never made before. And I'm not sure why I decided that for a bunch of people I don't know that I would cook the main course of something I've never made before. That is so aggressive. But it worked out. It was really good. It's the brisket recipe from her second cookbook. And it's uh, I think it's called soy braised brisket with caramelized garlic and honey, something like that. It's the only brisket recipe in there. It was delicious. And it was quite easy. It took a long time because you have to cook it for a long time, but it was pretty hands-off. And the cookbook club was so fun. I, Everyone there except for the host was not somebody I knew. So I made a bunch of new friends. And um, honestly, everything everyone cooked was delicious. That's so great. Someone cooked the new shallot pasta recipe that she has from the New York Times. Oh, I saw that. It looked great. It was incredibly good. Yum. I want to make that. Yum. Everything she makes is so good. There was also somebody made, I think it's called a better garlic bread. What's better about it? It's like, I think there's anchovies in the butter and it's like toast. It's like fried garlic on it. It sounds oh great God. except anchovies. Yeah, but anchovies in things... I don't mind. Yeah, like if they're cr- crumbled up in Caesar dressing, I never notice them. Yeah, like it wasn't laid on top. It was like in the yeah butter, I think. It's kind of like, I guess, how I feel about eggs. If it's like all scrambled up, you can't tell that what it is. Those are two different things. You have a personal weird egg thing. I don't like separated eggs, guys. I think it's gross. Don't at me. <laughs> but anyway, the Cookbook Club was great. I really want to well I hope this continues I don't know if we're gonna do it like quarterly or what but I would I would love to do another cookbook dinner party that's so fun what is your high I have a lot to share so this week so today's Wednesday this week tomorrow morning at 7 a.m I fly to Miami um I am shooting my whole Amazon drop collection in Miami I'm really excited I had a little hiccup I had a photographer booked and he canceled on me like less than a week away. So I was freaking out a little bit trying to find somebody else because it's hard when you don't live in a city to to find someone because, you know, you stalk their Instagram and go through all their photos and kind of approve it. But I found someone else and I actually like this woman even better than the guy I was supposed to shoot with. And I think I prefer shooting with a woman just because I think a woman just kind of like understands what you want more. I agree with that. And I think men are also not across the board. I'm sure that there's male photographers who are very in tune to this, but they're like, 
out of tune with like little things. Yeah, like your hair, like being out of place or something. Yeah. Like Trent Bailey is an example of a, a male photographer that does it so well. Like he he's fantastic. But like for me, like I work with Carter Fish and she just like is constantly like pull your shoulders back. Like don't make that face. Like let me fix you. Oh, your hair is out of – like today she like parted my hair for me because like the wind blew it. I really appreciate being bossed around during a photo shoot. Like yes. I do – I one, don't have a vision and two, I don't think that I have like – I don't think that I'm particularly photogenic. So I love when somebody is just like telling me what to do and what not to do. Exactly. So it's really exciting. Everything's moving so fast. Um, On Tuesday, we finalized the lineup. We took it from 20 pieces down to a much more edited lineup. Wow. Yeah, it was really hard to like pick favorite children and like put other children that you liked aside. Do you know when it's coming out? I do, but I'm not allowed to say. It's very... Can you give like a roundabout? It'll be in March or April. Okay. The one thing I'll say is if you go to my blog, there's a – and or in my Instagram bio, that's probably easier. There's a sign-up link, and you should sign up for SMS updates because it'll text you anytime someone has a drop come out. It's not going to spam you. Like, that's one thing I was concerned about. I'm like, I'm not telling my readers to sign up for this and, like, get spammed. I've gotten two texts so far, which is totally manageable. But you'll also tell people on Instagram oh, on yeah, the podcast I when you can t- talk about the date. Oh, totally. But I think it's just a great way to get a push notification for it. Um, the other thing was Jackie came, our friend, love her, but we'll talk about her visit next week because we're talking in the future. Um, and the other thing is, is that I'm do I'm actually terrified of this. I'm doing a swimwear shoot with a brand this week. I've never like been in a bathing suit on my blog, so I'm quite nervous. But you've been in a bathing suit on your Instagram. I'm excited for this. I guess I did. When, when we were with Katie, I, I was in a bathing suit. I feel like there's been a couple times maybe. Yeah, I guess like I've just never like been in a photo shoot in a bathing suit yeah like but instagram like, is like your iphone photo i feel like that's the best of both worlds like know. it'll be professionally lit somebody I will hope. be taking a million photos so it's not just the random shot that i took or something that's true i'm just having a lot of nervousness about it i got a spray tan i um we're getting hair and makeup and i assume like it will be pro- professionally lit and things like i don't think they're going to retouch us because i think they want to show real bodies but um i'm excited i'm excited to see a swimwear campaign with people in it that aren't professional models yeah no i think it's really smart what they're doing and it's a really nice diverse range of women it's just nerve-wracking yeah yeah what about on the low front um, on the low, I just um, I, I feel like I'm nervous to say anything health related because everyone will at me, but I've been breaking out and I hate like I Where? have these like just right here. She's pointing to her jaw. Yeah. I have just like two pimples on my jaw. And what happens is like I have very dry skin, so I rarely break out. But when I do, it's like enormous. And I also don't know what to do with it because I don't have I had pimple treatment. I love the Indie Leap one for blemishes and I just got more of it but I was just like oh what the fuck like I wasn't ready for it yeah so that was so it's a total bullshit low but um I like I woke up and I had that feeling under my skin where it was like that soreness bubbling I was like oh fuck and it's it's like basically gone now but I was angry about it (laughs) what's your low um my low is that this is the second time we're recording this because we (laughs) that is true accidentally through both of our faults of our separately faults. deleted the intro outro file for this episode so i didn't put the right file into dropbox for our editor 
And then Becca scrubbed the memory card shortly after I did that. So we both were kind of to blame. Yeah. And then I spent <laughs> my whole Saturday morning trying to Google how to recover the file. And I like bought all this software to do it. And I finally recorded it. And basically, it sounds like one out of every two seconds is missing. Oh, weird. <laughs> okay. Well, we're. I think that the sec- this is going to be even better than the first time we did it. I will tell you that I'm honestly shocked it hasn't happened yet. Like, I feel like a lot of the other podcasts I listen to always talk about having file issues or things. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud of us. I think it shows you how type three Enneagram we are, that it's never happened to us. But it, ha- it happened. Not excellent. So this is not the first time that we've talked about any of these things. We got a practice run. Yes. But we are still so excited to talk to Tara about clean beauty. So should we get to that interview? Mm -hmm. Okay. Tara Foley is a clean beauty advocate and entrepreneur. In 2013, she founded Folane, a retail brand dedicated to selling safe, effective, and luxurious personal care products. Tara discovered clean beauty in 2009 after realizing that while she tried to stay healthy through exercise and healthy eating, she never questioned what she was putting on her body. Once she discovered the potentially harmful ingredients hiding in her beauty products, she started a blog to share what she was learning. She received such a positive response that she was inspired to turn her passion project into something bigger. Since opening its first store location in Boston in 2013, Folane has grown to include six stores across the country, an e-commerce site, and a growing line of owned brand products that can be found at Folane, Anthropology, and soon, Ulta. Tara, congratulations on Ulta. Thank you. Welcome. We're so excited to, to talk to you. So excited to talk to you guys on the podcast. On- I know. So Tara was a guest at our Boston Live yeah. show, and we're finally getting her on the actual show. We've been trying for a while, so we're so happy you're here. And like you've had such exciting product news since we last saw you, so I think we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, we've been busy. And I'm personally always excited when we have beauty people on because then I can just troubleshoot my own beauty routine. <laughs> oh, gosh. So this is as much for me as it is for anyone else. <laughs> Great. Great. <laughs> so, Tara, we introduced you, but can you tell us in your own words who you are and walk us through your career from, from graduation to today? Thank you for asking that. Not many people do. Um, and and yes, cut me off if I'm talking too no. much, though. I like to have the context of how yeah. somebody got where they are. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. So I was a public policy major in college, and I had planned probably since I was like 10 years old. I was like a little kid thinking I was going to become a lawyer when I was older. So I mean, all of my internships in high school, college, everything were um, focused on going to law school and then becoming a lawyer. I wanted to get into advocacy. I wanted to change the world. Um, I graduated from college and then I worked at a big law firm called Cravath, Swain and & Moore. And um, and it was there that I decided that I didn't want to become a lawyer. <laughs> and I was just like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? And then, you know, the economic crisis hit and I couldn't really find a job. And I was in a really tough time in life, to be honest, because, you know, it was like I had been preparing my entire life for this one career path. And then all of a sudden I realized that wasn't for me and I didn't know what was for me. And it was, I don't know, at, at that point, it seemed like like the world was coming to an end. Obviously, um, now I've had much bigger things to, to get through. But but I um, I started to focus on on kind of health and fitness and nutrition for the first time as as an outlet to make myself feel better. I had I didn't grow up in an organic household by any means. Like I like not even really healthy. It was like 
a household of convenience. Were you a Snackwell's house? I was Snackwell's, a Snackwell's house. Big time. Like the, I forget even what they're called. The little Lunchable things. Oh, like, I always wanted the Lunchables, oh, but I never got them. Gross stuff. Like really gross stuff. I grew up in an organic house and was so jealous of you guys. Right. I want, all I wanted was Lunchables and Snackwells and <laughs> Gushers and fruit roll-ups. But now hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So. I had like those dried fruit bars. Oh my gosh. And that's totally kids what I'm giving my like, kids now. <laughs> yeah, now it's normal. But yep. Kids back then were like, that's gross. Why are you eating poop? <laughs> that's so funny. Kids are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I was just like teaching myself this stuff and and I felt really great as a result. And I was going to yoga and I started racing for triathlons and um and anyhow, so in in kind of the research for all of this. I it didn't take long for me to learn about beauty products and how the my beloved beauty products. I'm a beauty junkie, lifelong beauty junkie, and how my beloved beauty products had stuff that didn't align with all of this investment I was making in health and wellness. And so I got really fired up. I, I think I'm kind of like an activist at heart, and I realized that none of the women in my life knew about this um, and like the discrepancy with the regulations in the U.S. versus I mean in the EU versus the U.S. and just, I mean, basically how there could be healthy products that worked for worked for them. And so I got really fired up, started that blog. Nobody really read the blog, but the people <laughs> that did were like super like, this is the future. Yeah. Like Tara, you've this is definitely the future. And this was 2009. I was like, really? Because people aren't talking about it yet. Um, no, they weren't. No. I remember 2009, I was working for Procter & Gamble and like, that wasn't even on anyone's radar. Nobody even really was talking about natural beauty. Clean beauty had not, hadn't no, been created as a term. Yeah. And anyhow, so I um I just I basically kept on pushing. I I through the blog met with all the brands that existed in the space, and that wasn't very many brands at the time, and they were all in Brooklyn here. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and Which I brands was, were, were around. so like Soapwalla. Okay. Do you know them? Mm-hmm. Um, SW Basics. Yep. No, oh, I love Adina. Yeah, she's amazing. She doesn't live here anymore, I though. No, nobody lives here anymore, actually. A lot of them have moved out of Brooklyn because it's gotten too expensive. Anyhow, that's a different story. But so, so I was meeting with the brand founders, and a lot of them were saying that they didn't have a home. And I was like, how cool could it be to create this like community center, essentially, um, in a retail store for these brands? And I knew I didn't know anything about business or about beauty. So I created this like Cliff Notes um, kind of getting up to speed on those things for myself. I worked for a skincare manufacturer up in Maine. I worked on a lavender farm in France, which sounds super luxurious, but it's actually, it was not. Oh, I I was like, tell me more. I was a farmer. I was like on a work farm stay um, (laughs) where I woke up at 5 a.m. and I like worked with a bunch of people. Um, It was cool. It was a a program called WOOF, um, Willing Workers on Organic Farms. A lot of European students do it in their gap year. Anyhow, so did that and um, did that and 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 um, after that I went to business school at the last minute. wasn't planning to do that, but ended up applying to an entrepreneurship program where I could just like work on this concept for two years. And then I opened our first store in 2013, right after graduating. And there still weren't any clean beauty retailers at that point. We were the first, but then m- many others have opened since then and grown since then. But yeah, that was the journey. Wow. It's so interesting that there was so much forethought that you started thinking about the business in 2009 and then yeah. it took 4 years to create. Yeah, and it's and now it sounds very linear, right? It sounds like everything's was, linear in hindsight. In hindsight, exactly. I I was very much like what do I do to learn about natural beauty because there were no books, there were no mm-hmm. people, there were no classes. So I was like, I guess I go work on a lavender farm to learn about how these ingredients are grown. 
I guess I would go work for a like a conventional skincare manufacturer to see how the products are made. And anyhow, it was I was teaching myself. In hindsight, the story sounds very put together, but at the time, I was just like, I hope this is working. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I want to come at this at a really basic level because yep. I think probably every day I get asked, Grace, what's clean beauty? And yep. I selfishly wanted to have you come on and explain it just so that I can be like, go listen to this podcast episode because I think there's a lot of confusion over it and people are like, what is it? Is it natural? Mm -hmm. Does it mean there's no chemicals? Does it Everything's a chemical. Yeah. Everything's a chemical. (laughs) Water's a chemical. I know. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. Just tell us. Okay. So so clean beauty to us means – we have like an official definition somewhere. I'm not going to be super official with it here, but it's basically it's it's free of of ingredients that um, are proven to cause human and environmental harm. But the most important thing about clean beauty is that it should be developed first on the ground up with nutrient dense ingredients that are really great for people and planet. So I I think that clean beauty for for understandable reasons has been built. A little bit on fear mongering, you know? Yes. Um, and so it's obvious to me that products should be free of pegs, parabens, sulfates, all of the things like that pigs? Uh, pegs, it's polyethylene glycol. So, okay. so whenever you see I hadn't heard that one. Capital P, capital E, capital G, um, on a and then it'll be dash and number usually. Um I actually that's the one I'm I'm most like pegs. fired up about because Right now, um, nobody talks about that. Nobody, one. but they will be. So, actually, the state of New York just banned one four dioxane. Have you heard of this? No. Okay, I don't even know if I'm starting in the right place. But basically, let me just take a, it a level up. So, um, to answer your question, Grace, basically, um, clean beauty is free of any of these ingredients that are proven to cause environmental and human harm. And so, just an, a, pegs and one four dioxane are a really great example of that. So, one four dioxane isn't an ingredient. It's not gonna. You're never gonna see. It on a on a beauty product label, it's a it's a byproduct of when you create certain ingredients. Um, so it'll still be in the in the product, but in a really kind of trace way, like only trace elements of it. Does okay. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So the state of New York found um, really high levels of one four dioxane in the drinking water, and right now, kind of quietly, have started to take measures to have it banned. And that means that all of these bigger conventional beauty products have to stop using pegs and polysorbates and ingredients that create – because it's only beauty ingredients that create 1,4-dioxane. Okay. 1,4-dioxane is a known carcinogen. So it's like the state of New York sees these things and they're like, holy cow. And again – like, a big sip of water yeah. as you said that. I'm like, oh, fuck. But see, that's like the – but that's the – that's the scary stuff. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know, like, honestly, I think it was much easier over the years for clean beauty to lean into that stuff. Because I don't know, it's just people, I guess we thought that people would, um, would be scared to use the conventional stuff and then come to us. That's not why people fall in love with beauty. People fall in love with beauty because it's fun and because it works and because it has a, a great story and they connect with the founders, they connect with the brand. Um, and so, I honestly think in five years, 10 years, clean beauty is going to be table stakes. Like I think all brands, conventional brands, everybody are going to be clean mm-hmm. because of how fast the innovation's moving. Um, I think that all of us like OG clean brands are going to have to figure out what our brand is. Can we talk a little bit about the regulation of these terms? Sure. So is clean beauty a regulated term or does it mean something different to every brand who's using it? And I guess the same with 
natural. Yeah. So there is no regulation of any of the terms except for organic. And what about vegan? Because like I was, I asked the brand founder, I'm like, oh, is your line clean? And she's like, yeah, it's vegan. And I was like, I don't think you answered my question. Exactly. That's exactly right. So there's, so, so to your question, Becca, there is no regulation of any of these terms. And that includes like all of it, vegan, I mean, even cruelty-free, you can get certifications for those things, but brands can still say they're cruelty-free, even if they haven't gotten the certification. I mean, the beauty industry in the U.S. is just like the Wild West. Wow. So it's it's up to, unfortunately, it's up to consumers to just determine what are their values, like what matters to them. So if somebody is really passionately vegan, you need to determine the ingredients that you that you need to look for that they're free of, the mm-hmm. products are free of. Same thing if you've had a health scare or if you are just passionate about being free of certain ingredients in your life from the clean perspective, you need to just have that list of ingredients to look for on your labels to make sure it's free of. There is a, there is one bill right now in front of Congress um, um, to regulate the term natural, which I think would have a trickle down effect and help all of this because natural is the most over abused word right now in the industry. Like brands will say they're natural and you'll read the ingredient list oh and God. there's like 1% natural ingredients. So what's the difference when a product claims to be clean versus natural? Yeah, so clean. it's a great question. So natural in theory, again, it's they're all abused, but in theory, natural means naturally derived, like plant derived. Mm-hmm. Um, so plant derived is really different than clean. Clean it supports the use of synthetics, but they're synthetic chemicals that were made using the principles of green chemistry. So <clears throat> green chemistry, I don't sorry that I feel like no, I'm I talking so want, much. No, okay. I want to dig this deep. Is, okay, cool. You're yeah. supposed to talk a lot. Right, I don't yeah. know anything. <laughs> we're about not here this. to talk, we're here to learn. Okay. If we could answer these questions, it would be a just us episode. <laughs> yes. So those are fun too. Um all right. So so we basically um in the U.S. particularly, but like everywhere, we're in the mess that we're in with toxic conventional products um, because it, it's not really their fault, but chemists just never got the training in their classical conventional training um, to consider human and environmental impact when they're making chemicals. So like, you know, the biggest um, conglomerates in the world, they they employ the best R&D teams literally in the world. And they're saying, their marketing team says, I need a lotion that makes it so you don't have to shave your legs and it smells like cucumber melon and it sparkles. And then the chemists take that mandate and they do whatever is as, as efficient as possible to create a chemical or a set of chemicals to meet those marketing terms. But they were never trained to consider environmental and human health. So in the 70s or late 70s, um, there started to be this theory of like, we need to start thinking about this stuff. Um, and green chemistry started to come on the scene. Um, and actually, there's this guy, John Warner, who started green chemistry. Um, and he's based in Massachusetts. A lot of our advisors are based in Massachusetts, where we're based. Um, anyhow, so he um, he started to push it really hard. And now it's starting to be taught in universities and even in K through 12 programs. But that's it was just like very recently starting to be taught. So most chemists that are out there, they're not considering human and environmental impact. So they're just making stuff. And then there's thousands of new chemicals entering the market every year. And that's you know, there's nobody studying those the impact of those chemicals. So then we find out 20 years later, oh, parabens are terrible, you know? And so does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So um, so chemicals don't have to be bad. Everything's a chemical in theory. And there are some amazing, especially like you need chemicals to preserve products or else you need chemicals to get to um, 
to get to the performance of conventional products. Like I support using safe synthetics and chemicals um, that are proven safe, that have all of the documentation and dossiers showing that they actually are safe for people and planet. Um, we really support using them because that's how you bring the price down. That's how you make it more efficacious. That's how you make it like have more shelf stable. Um, but you just have to make sure that it's okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, I feel like we're in a kind of a revolution where the first wave of natural or clean products were all hippy dippy. Yeah. Nothing really worked. It's like all yeah, oils. Yeah, it's like coconut oil yeah. with like essential oil and you're like, Great. Exactly. Like, cool. exactly. That's exactly right. And yeah. that's why people think that clean isn't for them. That's, it's either I grew like up using that stuff because yeah. again, organic household, like our shampoo and conditioner was from the health food store. And I remember I tried Pantene and my hair shine and I was like, I want this one, mom. <laughs> like now I'm like, mom was right. No, it's, it's true though. I mean, it's come so far. It's, yeah. It like definitely started off being much more natural because people people started to learn about the issues and then they freaked out and they went very far in one direction. But they also that was really the only option at that point. And now there's been so much more innovation with mm-hmm. green chemistry. And now you see these products in Target, in in Ulta, where we're going. I mean, the products we're developing, we would have never been able to develop our line, you know, years ago. Let's take a quick sponsor break. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit, and they make cooking at home fun, easy, and affordable. Oh, I love HelloFresh. What I love most about them is that it saves me so much time. So you know I hate leaving my house. I don't like going to the grocery store. I hate meal planning too. So HelloFresh takes care of all the stuff I just don't want to do so I can still cook something delicious. And even the cooking part is easy because most of the recipes can be made in 30 minutes or less. So this is definitely my number one hack on a busy week to still cook at home and not order takeout. So I also love that they have so many recipes to choose from. So there's over 22 seasonal chef curated recipes every week. And honestly, every single one that I've tried has been really, really good. And I actually just did my first repeat meal, meaning I liked a recipe so much that I got it again. And it was this spinach ravioli with chicken sausage and this really lemony sauce. And I'm jealous was, I didn't get that. I've never gotten pasta as one of mine. Oh, it was really good. If you see that one on the menu, I'm I, trying to figure out how the menus work. Like I think it's every four or five weeks. So if you see, I think it, we're on around. alternating schedules. Well, ugh, I want it. Um, the other thing I love besides their food is that it helps me reduce waste. So one thing that's great is that it come, everything comes pre-portioned so I don't have food waste when I need like half of a pepper, a tablespoon of some random condiment that I'm never going to use again. Yes. I just cleaned out my um, – I was like on a big organization kit in my kitchen and I threw out like all these spices that had gone – like I don't know if they'd gone bad but they were like years old that mm. I just don't use. Totally. And the last thing that I will tell you about HelloFresh is that their subscription is so flexible. So that was one of my main worries when I started doing it. But you can skip a week whenever you want. You can also change your delivery day or your food preferences. They honestly really do make it super easy. And guys, we have an offer for you. So if you want to try HelloFresh, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash BOP10 and use code BOP10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. So that was a mouthful. So I'm going to say it again. That is HelloFresh.com slash BOP10 with code BOP10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. That's so good. It really is. Now back to the episode. I feel like a lot of the questions we got for you, people 
are overwhelmed by the right. prospect of clean beauty. It's like I have to – I figured out what products work for me. Now I have to throw everything out. I have to get all new stuff, figure out new brands. But, I mean, is there a – what's a good place to start? Or is there like a gateway that you think makes sense for people? I mean, I would first say to them that it's a journey for everybody. Like, it was a journey for me. I used all all Pantene and, you know, like – yeah. Etc. Um, before and and I had that same reaction at first, and then I switched one product at a time as I ran out of products, and and here I am. And it doesn't matter, like pe- just because it's in the news, like it, however the journey makes sense for you. It's extremely expensive to throw out all your products. That's insane. That's not that I don't think makes sense for most people. So um, I do have certain products that we recommend starting with if you. Um, if you're really committed to, you know, switching for quote unquote like health or safety reasons, um, and, and they, what are those types of products that are most important? So they're say? actually products that you wouldn't think. So soap is is like okay. super basic, but it's the product. I love your soap. Thank you. That's why we did shower. that. That's why we started the business in 2013 with our refillable liquid hand and body soap. So um, liquid hand and body soap is something that. 100% of people, hopefully, <laughs> everybody uses, right? Like mm-hmm. guys, girls, kids, you know, grownups, everybody. Um, and we all use it multiple times a day. It also actually, it used to be worse when we started the business, but it also can be one of the most harmful products that you use. Oftentimes, if it says it's antibacterial, it has triclosan, which is this really bad ingredient that's being banned right now in the US. Um, it has uh, SLS and the the sulfates to make it bubble up a lot in conventional products. Um, anyhow, it t- has usually tons of fragrance. So, and we're using it multiple times a day. So those ingredients that our body doesn't know what to do with, you know, they're with us forever. And then those ingredients are going down into the drain and into the drinking water. So Anyhow, so that was really important to me to start with taking a very strong stand on getting people to switch their soap. It's so basic. Mm-hmm. So basic. So we always recommend starting with that. And okay. people are shocked by that. <laughs> they that's think so that it funny. should be like their skincare or something. And mm-hmm. that's great. Definitely switch your skincare. But soap is what you, in theory, use most throughout the day. Can I run a theory by you? Tell me. So this is a theory that I've totally made up. Indy Lee already told me that I was wrong, but like, you know, I'll just, I'll try it. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like I, okay, so I've, I've one rule that I got from Grace and then one rule that I've made up. So the first one is that, is it important to use natural hair care products because you, your hair is already dead. <laughs> And you wash it off. And you wash it off. Well, now we know it goes into the drinking water. So not environmentally, I guess, but like from a personal health and safety. It's a really good question. So I would actually say certain categories and hair care is probably one of them. It's it's a little bit more about the health, the long term health of your hair than it Mm -hmm. is about like um, than it is about kind of like this idea of big, bad carcinogens or something like that. So. Um, so SLS is the ingredient that you hear about most being in conventional hair care, sodium lauryl sulfate. And so that's what makes shampoos bubble up. Mm-hmm. That can also really, really dry out your scalp and hair. Yeah. Like, and that's like very obvious to many hair care professionals, but it's still in most conventional shampoos. Same thing with silicones, like heavy, um, heavy use of silicones and conditioners is very common. Like you'll, 
I mean, you actually see some silicones in the clean space too, because again, they're not doing immediate. They uh, make your human. hair shine. They make your hair shine. They make it really soft and silky, and it's not doing any kind of immediate human damage. Mm-hmm. But it's really harmful for the planet, actually. Um, but silicones, you know, there are some theories that it makes your hair shiny, but it also makes you have to wash your hair more, mm-hmm. and then you're like then using more of the SLS, and then it's just like this funny. Yeah, cyclical thing. So I guess that category of clean beauty, it's not necessarily this whole like immediate health harm. Mm -hmm. It's it is really kind of about your long term, your long term like hair. I feel like hair is a category where there's not as much great stuff in clean beauty. It's had the least innovation by far. Are there any brands that you particularly like? Have you tried the brand Reverie? Have you heard of them? No, I've never heard of them. No. So I was going to say Rawa. Rawa's great. Rawa's great. I don't love Rawa. I know. You don't like it. And it's I like not it. Not everybody does. Though. Um, you would like Reverie. Tell me about your hair. Um, I mean, it's pretty fine. And you have a lot of it. No. You seem like you have a lot of it, I though. like a medium amount okay. of hair. Okay. Um, and I... What I, do you like in the convention? Like, what is your go-to? So I really like the Fakai, the... The one. What color is that? It's like mint green. Okay. Fakai just reformulated to be all clean. I haven't tried the clean one yet. I'm so proud of them. I'm totally. excited to totally. try that. Um, I love the white one. The- I've also been using... I haven't tried any of the new ones yet. I've also been I using the Arn Co stuff. Okay. I've, I have used... Um, so do you have to use milkier kind of hydrating um, shampoos? Mm-hmm. Okay. You would... I, so you probably wouldn't like the... Um, the Reverie shampoo. You would like Innersense shampoo. Have you heard of this? No. What's it called? Say Innersense. Um, okay. Innersense hair bath is the most similar to I think most of the ones that you just said. And this guy, Greg Starkman, the founder of that brand, they're they're maniacs about making it um, super safe, but it also works really nicely. And but then the Reverie hair milk and heat protect protectants and all of their um, styling products, you'd really like. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm about to run out of my bottle of shampoo, oh. so I'm gonna try some of these, and I also want to try the Fakai, the new reformulated clean one. Yeah, because I feel like hair has been an area where I've tried some of the clean options out there, and I've just there just hasn't not been, been as impressed. much. Actually, there hasn't been as much innovation in anything as there has been in skincare. So, yeah. like most of the green chemistry has been applied to skincare. You're starting to see it a little bit more in makeup, but. Um, but hair care really hasn't gotten a ton yet. Wait, I have a hair care question. Yeah. So I use only clean shampoo and conditioner, except I have my dry bar purple shampoo oh. to counteract brassiness. Mm-hmm. And I use that like probably once a week. Okay. And I need it because otherwise my hair will get like that terrible yellow blonde. Oh, interesting. Is Rawa there- has a, a new um, color one. They do. And it's purple. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. not of that. It's um it has this like deep jasmine scent and it's super hydrating. Okay. Um cuz the purple is like it's a magical ingredient at least for my hair. Yeah, you should try it. Okay. Well, I'll I'll figure out how to get you some. Okay. <laughs> I can also just buy it from your site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's another theory. This one I I picked up from Grace. Okay. Okay. So that it's most important to use natural body products, so like lotion or things like that, because you have surface area. area. 90% of your surface area is from your chin down. But then if you like want to use a not clean lipstick, like go for it. Well, you eat what's on your lips. Don't use lipstick as an ingredient. Say brow gel. Brow gel. Something like that you just use on a tiny part of your face. Yeah, that you I wash mean, off at the end everybody's of the day. <laughs> so different, right? Because some people don't use brow gel. Some people don't use lipstick. Some people don't use body lotion. So it's like, I think, 
you know, again, putting this back on the customer, which is like so not easy to do, you kind of have to reflect on what you use most of and what matters to you. Um, but if you use everything and you're a maximalist like I am, like just tons of products like Grace's, I just saw your bathroom. <laughs> but like I'm like, oh, I'll use my Olay retinol like twice a week, whereas everything else in my skincare is for the most part clean. Mm-hmm. So I feel less bad about that. Yeah, As I'm not I here to shame myself with, anybody. Like, everyday oil. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Like, I think it's whatever works for you, yeah. honestly. And you feel really, and you feel really good about that. And honestly, at the end of the day, this is all about feeling good about it. It's feeling just as good about you about the products that you use as you look in them. And like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's about feeling good. It's not about shame. So, like, no, I know. You know, um, but, you guys. I had her. She used my bathroom. I was like, she's like, can I use the bathroom? I was like, only if you don't judge me. <laughs> And there was no judgment. And no, I was wasn't. so psyched to see actually so many clean products in yeah. there and among a bunch of other conventional products. But I feel like you have all the cult products in there. There's so a lot to, of cult but products. But they're like cult products. And to see clean in there, yeah. like side by side with some serious cult products, that's like where we are as a piece of the industry. It's like, yeah. it's an honor. So wait, so Grace kind of brought this up in a roundabout way that I think clean beauty gets a reputation for being lower tech. Yeah. Or not as effective. So, you know, she needs her purple shampoo and she needs her retinol and things (laughs) like that. Like, what are some, I guess, like breakthroughs that have happened in clean beauty? Like, are there ingredients? Like, I know there's the new clean clean retinol. Bacuchiol. Bacuchiol. Or bacuacol, some chemists call it. Bacuacol? Oh, I thought it was bacuchiol. Yeah. So it's like potato, potato in the space. And yeah, but yes. Like, what are some of the new things that people might not be as aware of that are happening in the space that actually are like high tech results driven. I think that what's happening is you're seeing you're seeing these plant-based ingredients um being treated in really technical ways. So bakuchiol, bakuchiol whatever is is a great example of that actually because um you know the space as like the beauty industry was looking for this non-irritating, you know, plant-derived retinol alternative. And um, and I say retinol alternative because it's not plant retinol. A lot of people say it's plant retinol. It's a it's an alternative. It it does similar things, but it's a very different ingredient. Anyhow, so they started looking for these ingredients, and not only did did the industry um, find the ingredients, they then started to manipulate them and pull out. They called them like isolates and pieces of the ingredients, and like you know put them into waters and gels and stabilize them in different ways. And so it's like it's really cool what's happening. So you'll see um, sodium hyaluronate and hyaluronic acid in our space, but it's usually coming from plant based sources and how it's. It, like its final stage is, you know, gone through so much kind of chemistry, but it's still a totally safe, healthy and nourishing ingredient. So that's been the most impressive thing to me, I'd say, is that that um, just the, pu- the using of these like natural ingredients and making them um, much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It yeah. does. Okay. Are there other ingredients that people should look out for? So like the bacuchiol, the hyaluronic, hyaluronic acid, acid and sodium hyaluronate, which is even a smaller molecular structure than that, um, than, than hyaluronic acid. You'll see peptides now in the clean space. Um, what else will you see? I mean, you'll even see like a lot of this of the old school things that you've always seen, like rosehip oil and things like that. Hip. It's amazing. I mean, it's like so high in vitamin A. It's so good for you. You see it in the conventional space too, but you'll now see it mixed with other things. Um, 
like the peptides and everything. I'm basically describing our moisturizer, by the way. I, I thought you were. I was. I put that on this morning, by the way. It's amazing. Yeah, I, she has a $32 clean anti-aging moisturizer. It's really nice. The really exciting part is we actually, um, we felt so confident about it that we did c- clinical studies like before and afters, old school <gasps> beauty before and afters and they came out so well oh i can't wait to see like for softening fine lines and wrinkles and all the things that i i had been using it and i knew that i'd been seeing a difference in my skin and it, it works it's it's so deeply hydrating but it it absorbs in completely and works nicely yeah. as a primer and everything but it's because it's combining everything um, and that's new and that's like i mean we had to really teach our lab how to do what we wanted to do but it worked yeah Okay, you guys, I'm so excited about this ad because today we're here to talk to you about a new book called You Are Not Alone by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. We've mentioned it a couple times this past month because we've both read it. We both loved it. But you guys, this is the best thriller that I've read in a long time. Like it scratched such a a thriller itch for me. So I even got in on this one and I loved it. And you know that I'm not really a thriller person, but it had me on the edge of my seat and I kept shirking my responsibilities to read it, which is how you know it's good. I also can't stop recommending it to people in real life. So here's the the pitch. So Shay Miller wants to belong, but her life is increasingly lonely until Shay meets the Moore sisters. Cassandra and Jane live a life of glamorous perfection and always get what they desire. When they invite Shay into their circle, everything seems to get better. Shay would die for them to like her. She might have to. Ugh, this book, I read this book in one night. So it was so, so good. I don't want to like give too much away. And I know that like we've talked about it multiple times. But um, the thing that I loved about it was that it was about it centered around female friendships as opposed to a romantic relationship because I feel like so many of the thriller books that I love are about like a wife or like a husband that like kills his wife or a wife that kills her husband. It's always a romantic relationship. So I love that this one um, was around friendships and Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen, they're, they're writing together like they are just like my thriller dream team. I love everything they do. Yeah. So this book was written by the best-selling author duo who also wrote the New York Times best-selling books, The Wife Between Us and An Anonymous Girl. Both of those are like two of my all-time favorites. Yeah. And this book, So You Are Not Alone, has made just about every list of the most anticipated books for 2020 and everything from Newsweek to Marie Claire to Pop Sugar. You know, I would like to think of myself as a murder connoisseur. I agree with that. I cannot recommend. Thank you. That's high praise. I cannot recommend this book enough. So if you want to treat yourself to a murder, you have to pick this one up. It is so good. It's out right now. And you can pick up a copy wherever books are sold. You have really got to read this one. And if you do, let us know what you think of it. Yes, please. Like, please, please, please DM us. Go to the Facebook group. We want to know. And now back to the episode. What about on the affordable front? So one thing I love is that Folene carries Willita skin food. Yep. Um, And I think that's so cool because it is – I think it's still a high-tech product. It's not totally like health food store. Can you talk about some of your favorite affordable Mm. finds? I mean, if I'm somewhere that doesn't have like a Folene store or a store like us and I'm in a bind, I'll still – go to like Target, Walmart and and get some of the stuff out there. And there are yeah. some really great options and more and more every single day. And it, I used to I used to be going and buying a tub of coconut oil because there weren't great options, yeah. but you could get 
coconut oil. Now I would say there are some brands out there. I shouldn't, I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot because we don't carry them, but, um, but hopefully we do one day. Um, but there are some brands out there that are using a lot of this innovation. I would say the performance isn't going to be, um, as high at some of the lower prices because they haven't invested in the technology. But I mean, even Burt's Bees has some like really good products. I like Burt's Bees. Yeah. Or like Seaweed Bath Company. Yeah. Seaweed Bath Company is a really great one. Yeah. Really, really great one. Um, But I think you're going to see the prices coming down on things quite a bit because that's where we are in the industry. Um, We'll never be able to achieve like, quote unquote, mass pricing, like, we'll never be able to make a $5 moisturizer with the ingredients that we just made our moisturizer. <laughs> like we basically went as low as we possibly could go. Um, but I think you're going to see more and more prices coming down because, because that's like where we are. I mean, with more demand from consumers for healthier products, you're able to reach scale. Where, yeah. What's your perspective on where to spend versus where to save? Again, it's like up to you and and everything like that. Um, all the things I say, <laughs> I have to say. But I mean, for me, it's like serums, um, investment products that you're going to use before you go to sleep. When you when you sleep, your skin regenerates, and that gives your body the ability to really absorb the benefits of the ingredients. As opposed to during the day, you're sweating, you're in theory wearing sunscreen, a ton of makeup, you're like out in the environmental stressors of like New York City smog and everything mm-hmm. else like that. So your your skin is not able to really like, you know, absorb as many benefits. So I actually I say that you should be pretty minimal during the day to the extent possible and then really invest in nighttime products. Okay. Okay. So um so yeah, like serums and treatment products. Masks okay. are a good place to invest too. I love a mask. Love a mask. Tara got me on the best little program. I wrote about it on my blog, but you do the I'm I'm gonna mess it up. You do the Tata Harper re- regenerating, regenerating cleanser. cleanser, which is a scrub. Yep. And then over that, you put the Tata Harper resurfacing, resurfacing. mask. It's what so do you good. call it? She calls it the. I can't. I can't take credit for it. She calls it the Glow Getter. Okay. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's such a good combo. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, it, yeah. And yeah, it's it's a really good combo. <laughs> do you use masks, Becca? I do. I um, I like physical masks. I don't love sheet masks. Uh huh. Um, same they fall off and they're annoying. I just don't like that I, I become um I feel like when I do a sheet mask that's all I can do right, I like eye patches there. yeah I like an eye patch but yeah more so like actual yeah are you more of a clay mask person I feel like I have to no. dig deeper with Becca yeah. Grace just like offers what she uses and she's so excited and <laughs> no I'm, I'm like <laughs> I'm usually like a moisture mask person I have super okay. dry skin okay so I okay. really like like the Clark's Botanicals moisture mask That's do you clean, have right? do you sleep in them or do you just use a quick hit no not usually I don't usually sleep in them okay but I do like a wash off mask should okay. I be sleeping in you them? could sleep in them it will depend on the mask one. don't sleep not in the Clark's one. Botanicals okay. It's like very, it's white and like clay. It has oh, like moisturizing oh, oh, get clay. All over. No. It would be a bedding nightmare. We have a few that you can sleep in. Oh, interesting. And, and they're amazing. And you could actually fly in them too. So like when you get on a plane, the humidity is usually around ten to fifteen yeah. percent, as opposed to like it's pr- today. It's probably sixty percent humidity. In so anyhow, so um, flying, you can use moisture mask too. Um, Wait, which which. Are your sleeping masks? So um, we just came out with one. What? You <laughs> I, didn't send it to me yet. I Because it's brand new. I'm such a bride. It's literally brand new. So I'm go- actually, I think I may have sent it to you. I, Ooh, I may have sent uh-oh. it. I should have sent it already. With you the sent- eye cream and the two masks and the cleanser. Those are our four new products. No? I, I got, I got the, the eye cream and the cleanser and I got a 
detoxifying mask. But you didn't get the moisture mask? Uh-uh. That's so weird. Weird. All right. Well, we I'll find out. We'll revisit Maybe this. we didn't have them ready yet when we yeah. sent. Because I, I, I know we. You're like in the first tranche of products that come out. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate. Because you're that. like such a longtime supporter. You found us in Boston, and you've been yeah. so supportive. Thank you for that. It was. I think it was my sister told me about you. Yeah, and yeah. she's also been super supportive. Yeah. Um, She's the best. I didn't know that they were related at first. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's so funny. You guys are both so talented, which could be a whole other conversation. Um, anyhow, so the moisture mask we make and then also Josh Rosebrook's hydrating mask is amazing. Oh, okay. Do you know that brand? No. It's a good one. It's a really good brand. And if you have dry skin, you should just check out that whole brand. It's okay. Really good. That blue cream you gave me, I love. The Vital Bomb Cream. Mm-hmm. That would be really good for Ooh, you. I've been very much this winter, although it's been a little warmer and more... Yeah. So I haven't recently been as bad, but I've just been like skin food mixed with Vintner's Daughter just to make something cheap way more expensive. (laughs) That's so funny. I've never heard that combo. Well, it's because the skin food, it doesn't spread that well. So you need to mix it with an oil. I know, but of all oils, I love that. Just rub it in with your fingers. April would die. The founder of Vintner's would die. And actually, she'd she'd probably appreciate it. But that's really cool. You would you would you would like mixing in vintners with the vital balm cream too, which oh, is okay. made for your face a little bit more. Okay, I mean it's not bad to put skin food on your face, but it does for some people. If people are listening that have um, like in any way breakout prone skin, yeah. it is super commodogenic. I mean it. It depends on the time of year. Like I would yeah. not do that in the summer, outside right, of right. like the dead of winter. Right, right. I put it. All I use over regular. My face. I use do you regular dry skin too. Yeah. Me too. Oh, that's funny. Wait, let's switch gears to some follow Fulane's specific questions because I'm curious about this one. You have six locations. So so that you guys know, there's two in Boston. There's one in New York City in the West Village. There's one in Bethesda, Maryland. And there's there's one in Seattle and one in Dallas. I want to know about expanding, but also how the hell do you decide where to open? Some of these are random. They feel really random right now. So for full transparency, and I actually don't talk about this a lot, but we were supposed to open a lot more stores when we were opening those. And so we are planning on having um, a pocket of stores in the Pacific Northwest. So San Francisco, Portland, and Seattle. Then we are going to have two stores in Texas. We are going to have two stores in the DC area, but one other probably in Georgetown. And then um, and then one in Bethesda. Anyhow, so we are opening stores and then we had to pause opening stores. And so all of a sudden we ended up with <laughs> only one on the West Coast and the only one was in Seattle. And like, I was yeah, like, what anyhow. made you pick like Seattle over San Francisco? So right. that makes sense. Yeah. So we were. I Thanks mean, for the honest answer. Yeah. I actually, I don't think I've ever said it publicly, but anyhow, but that's, that's kind of part of like life as a new business. And we, and the stores actually do really well. It's just kind of like the, the whole business has to be looked at every so often. And it's like, where can we be, you know, we, we have limited money. And so it's like, we have to make decisions on where to invest it. And we actually decided to stop opening stores for a little bit. I, I hope to open stores again in the future, but we decided to stop opening stores and focus instead on product development because, um, mainly customers were coming into the store and telling us what was missing day in and day out. And it just felt like, it felt like an opportunity that we had to pursue, but we couldn't do it all. So we had to stop opening yeah. stores. So anyhow, that's why they are where they are. It's, I know it probably looks really weird to a lot of people. but No, oh but well. that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm glad you're focusing on your private label because yeah. the products are so good. And they're going to be through these new stores. They give us more reach than ever because, you know, ultimately with opening stores, we had people coming to us, DMing us and emailing us every single day saying, open a store in, you know, Michigan, open a store in Hawaii, open a store in Oregon, whatever. And 
we'll never be able to do that on our own. So like we are going to open, you know, a few stores a year and, and like be happy with that. Um, but now with Ulta and anthropology, like overnight, we're going to be in over 400 locations and we can go to all of those people. So it's pretty exciting. We were never going to be able to open 400 full-in stores. That sounds stressful. And there's so much more competition of other clean beauty retailers now that I don't feel like... I got into this for very much for mission reasons to try and raise awareness of clean beauty. And I think it's something that every woman deserves and every woman should should have the opportunity to try and fall in love with. And that's why I wanted to open stores. But now there's tons of other clean beauty retailers. And by the way, like Sephora, Target, everybody's doing a great job with clean. So... So I'm now focused on bringing kind of my um, my like vision and my kind of piece of the clean industry to more people. So I'm doing that with other stores. Can we talk about your curation philosophy, yeah. both in store and online? So I love that you say that you don't carry lines, you carry products. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's I feel like that's kind of controversial. It is. It's very controversial. <laughs> Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Um, it's controversial with brands, customers, everybody. I got some DMs being like, why does she carry this but not that? I'm like, oh, my God, I know the answer, but we'll let her talk to us. Okay, it. thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, we um, – so most people are still starting their clean beauty journey. Like most people haven't even like started using clean beauty. And we feel like our sweet spot is helping people start that journey And if somebody comes into our store and they try a product um, and they say it doesn't work for them or it's just kind of like an okay product, like it's fine, whatever, they're never going to come back to other clean beauty products and they're going to write the whole category off. And so for me, I wanted to make sure we only carried hero products, like period. And that means the hero products from each of the brands. And it also means the products that complement each other well in our portfolio. So, um, So ever since we started, we only have carried hero products. We also do that to make it easier for merchandising in the stores. So when you come into our stores, as opposed to pretty much any other beauty retailer, it's set up by category. Um, So you'll see like a wall of skincare, and then within that, a section of cleansers. And then within that section of cleansers, you'll see the five cleansers for brightening or the five cleansers for dry skin. And then we can have this really robust, awesome conversation with you between five cleansers that you're looking at right there, as opposed to going darting around a store and trying to shop by brand. Makes so much sense. I remember yeah, when it's I came very in, customer focused, and I was still confused by how it worked. Yeah. But you show you walked me through that, and I was like, "This is." And genius. then it makes a lot more sense. It's I mean, so smart. Because then we can really focus on you as the customer, as opposed to because most beauty retail is brand driven, and I totally get that, and I totally get a brand wanting to have their full assortment and their display, and they're almost like mini um, branded store and store. Um, especially as I'm becoming my own brand now, I, I feel like. I'm getting it more and more. That being said, I, I just I don't know that that's customer centric. I think that there's too many options out there right now, and people are just overwhelmed generally. And I think that if there's too many options, people will also back out, and we need to get them the right thing for their skin. So, anyhow, it comes from a very like good place, um, but a lot of people get frustrated because they'll they'll fall in love with Fulane for you know the Indie Brightening Cleanser, you know one of our top sellers, and then they want the entire line and. She has an incredible entire line, but we, you know, can't support thousands and thousands of SKUs right now. Um, so we just carry heroes. 
That's awesome. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like a side-by-side -side comparison tool, like in-store. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly what it is. So again, like you're looking at just – so you'll come in with dry skin and you'll just look at these five cleansers that are great for dry skin and for your kind of preferences mm -hmm. and lifestyle and everything. And that means that we can have this really deep conversation about the differences in scents, the differences um, in consistency. Maybe some are milky, some are bombs. And, and we really customize it to you. It's like yeah. hyper-customized. Yeah. And you leave feeling both of us feel more confident us and the customer feel much more confident in the pick so anyhow that that was actually like those in-depth conversations were how we have begun to realize where the opportunities and holes were in the product line too okay let's take another quick ad break so as i think you guys probably know one of my big goals in 2020 has been to be better to myself i've been setting boundaries i've been getting back into my yoga groove i've been committing to take my vitamins every single day it's something so easy that you can do every day and it helps support your health goals so we love care of because they make figuring out which vitamins you need simple so here's how it works you go online and you take a quick online quiz and you know we love a quiz. We sure do. So the quiz is about your diet, your health goals, and your lifestyle. So they ask you questions like, how much sleep do you get? How often do you work out? Do you follow any specialty diets? Are you concerned about your hair, skin, and nail health? That's just a sample, but the quiz is really easy, and it's kind of fun. Yeah. So then after you take the quiz, Care of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements based on your health goals and needs. That's one thing that I really like about them. It's not one size fits all. It's completely custom to your own needs and what, what your body wants. So we've both been using these vitamins for over a year, and I bring them with me everywhere I go. So I love their convenient daily packs because it makes traveling with my vitamins so much easier. So the packs are pre-portioned with everything you need for a day. So I just grab the number of packs for the number of days that I'm going to be gone, and I throw them in my suitcase. And I don't have to lug around a pill bottle or use the old people pill case. And I can continue my routine while I'm on the road. Yes, it is so great. The other great thing is that you can adjust your packages anytime if your needs or goals change. So what you get is totally up to you. I just think Care Of is so much smarter than your average multivitamin. So if you have a goal to stay on top of your health in 2020 and want to try Care Of, we have a great offer for you. So for 50% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code BOP50 at checkout. So again, for 50% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code BOP50 at checkout. So talk to us about your product line. So you started with soap. Yeah. <laughs> and now you, how many products are there now? Um, now there are, there's six skincare and there's eight body care officially. So... Yeah. Oh wow. 14. So when you <laughs> like what is that's that? incredible. So um can yeah. you talk to us about a little bit about like what was important to you in terms of product development and how you got to the products that you got to? Yeah. So it's it's been it's been all a journey. I feel like I say that a lot, but the first product was very the soap was what we opened the store with, and that was very reflective of us trying to take a stand, get people to switch the most toxic product they use, make a statement. It was refillable um, in the stores. We still have that. It's still one of our top selling, if not our number one selling product. And then people came to us and said, well, there's, 
you know, a lot of things missing. You know, you guys don't, nobody in, none of the brands um, that you sell make a body scrub and a tube. Nobody makes like, love the body you know, scrub. I knew you liked that. That was like a, <laughs> a leading. I hate jars. I hate jars. I don't like sticking, my, especially if my nails are a little long and I have to like stick them for creams. Oh, it makes me You're so upset. You're in good company. I hate so jars. So many people hate <laughs> jars. And unfortunately, that's what all we had to offer. My worst nightmare is like the, the longer jars, like something like this, and you have to stick your whole hand in to get to the bottom makes me so upset. It's so Sorry. funny because they look so pretty on they the do. shelf. They do. They look great. Yeah. But I never use them because I get upset. Can't you get like a spoon or some type she of can. thing? I can. I don't want to. Okay. Okay. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Okay. That's so funny. We found a hot button issue. Yeah, I, I clearly brought that up because I knew it was coming. She knew. She just this, she In, was leading me. Enjoy dying on that hill. <laughs> no, there were a lot of people coming in and, and okay. sharing Grace's anger of body scrubs in a tub. Anyhow, so so things like that were coming up and I, I just felt compelled to like make something mm-hmm. for them. But those were all much more um artisanal and um and anyhow, like we we kind of did them ourselves. Yeah. And and that's how product development worked for us over the first six years of the business. And then when we started to recognize um, that in back in it was probably like mid two thousand eighteen, with our matchmaker quizzes online and with the store experience, we started to realize that there was so many more people coming into our stores and onto our site that were new to clean. And we would walk them through the whole entire assortment. We would ask them about their skin, their preferences, everything. And then we would tell them, okay, this is the best product for you. And it would be an $80 face oil. And then they would slowly backpedal out of the store and they would just be like, oh no, clean beauty is not for me on any level. Like I can't imagine using an oil. I can't imagine paying that much money for a skincare product. And that's when I had to take a hard look at it. And I was like, this isn't why I started this piece of the industry. Finally, we're at the at the time where more people want this. We need to step up and cater to what they need to get into clean. And so I decided to make this line of products um, that would help people start their clean journey. So it's staples. There's nothing, there are no like crazy serums or oils or anything in our skincare line. They're the products you use every day, cleanser, toner, moisturizer, eye cream. Um, and basically... I wanted to make staples that looked and felt like what she, like the collective she had been using over the Mm -hmm. years, but that brought in, secretly brought in the best of clean ingredients. So I was just describing the moisturizer, like with the squalane and the rosehip, the peptides, sodium hyaluronate, everything. Um, But it has to exceed her expectations for clean too. And it has to be at an accessible price point. So it took us a long time (laughs) to do that. Um, and we're finally here. We have the line and, and we were so excited about how the products were turning out. I was just like, this is potentially bigger than us even. And we should take this to some, um, to some other retailers, some other content and just share and see what people think. And it's doing well. That's so amazing. It's the year really of full lane. Cool. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big year for us for sure. What do you think is, is next for you and for the brand? I want to know next products. The next products, I think so so we developed the line trying to be as um as inclusive as possible and work for as many skin types as possible, but ultimately that's not um that's not how like skincare works. So yeah. many of the products like the cleanser and the toner work for almost all you know everybody, but we realized that some people um you know, with super acne prone skin, they might need a better moisturizer. So already we're, you know, we just came out with the moisturizer in October and I'm already thinking, okay, 
I need to probably adapt to other skin types with a few more products. I never, we're never going to have like a hundred skincare products. We're never, gosh, we're never even probably going to have 30 skincare products. But, um, but I, I do kind of have this bug now for formulation and, and for listening to what people feel are missing and, and continuing to adapt it. So I do think we're going to, I know we're going to um, come out with more skincare products over the next couple of years. Okay. More skin type specific stuff, if that yeah, makes sense. I think that's important. But we're still going to make the staples. Like it's not, I don't want to compete with the brands we sell because they are amazing at making these like very specific serums and treatments. I mean, like the Josh Rosebrooks, the Tatas, the Indie, everybody has like, you know, their hero products that work really well for specific things. We just want to make just like the daily wardrobe, um, the go-tos. So that's actually an interesting segue. So on acne, somebody asked the question, are there any common natural ingredients that are culprits of acne? Mm. Or like what natural products work well for acne? Because I feel like Okay, so I'm allergic to coconut oil. I don't have acne-prone skin, so okay. I've just taken this person's question yeah. and made it about myself. No, but we get acne questions all the time. And I bet. Like, I have very dry skin, so on my blog, I don't ever talk about acne or acne-related products. Becca also has dry skin, so on the podcast, it's two girls with dry skin talking about yeah. right. our skincare. Well, but what I was going to say is I'm um, allergic to coconut oil and like very sensitive to it, and I feel like a few years ago, literally the basis of every natural product was coconut. Yeah. And I know that coconut oil can also be very... Commodogenic. Poor clogging for some people. Poor clogging, yeah. Yeah. Um, So what should people with acne-prone skin be looking for in the natural space? So what what you're going to find is that you don't... um, for acne prone skin, you don't want to strip it. So the thing is, is like acne acne products historically have been built off of like oil free, oil free, oil free, and I think that that's um, I think you know some oil free products make sense, but not an entirely like stripping oil free, um, super drying and tightening routine because what happens is then your skin overproduces oil. So we have a lot of people coming in that are using these like super sudsing um, cleansers and then spot treatments and then like salicylic acid and everything else on their skin. And their skin is just like, not only is it super dried out, but it's starting to get even more issues um, in terms of like breakouts and everything. So you're going to find that in in our world, the philosophy is searching for balance. And that's for all skin types, by the way. That's not just for acne. That's also for dry skin. It's like, what do you need to give your skin to find that right balance? And oftentimes it is oils. It's just the non-commodogenic. Like, um, it's the faster absorbing oils. It's oils like squalane, which um, acne prone skin really, really likes squalane because it I helps balance that. it out. Um um, what else? You'll see like the antimicrobial oils often like the tea trees, um, those type of oils. Um, but anyhow, so it, it's not all oils. I'm just saying don't be scared of oils, basically. So if somebody with acne prone skin was looking for, let's say, a cleanser I'll and do a, a moisturizer, okay. like what products would you recommend? So depending on the person, I would probably recommend um, – I would recommend a gentle – if they have like actual cysts and, and acne on their skin, I would recommend a gentle cleanser, something like Josh Rose Brooks um, cleanser, which is based in black um, African shea soap. So it's a it's an incredibly um, uh, like deeply cleansing cleanser, but it doesn't dry your skin out. Or Osmia's black clay soap. It's a bar of soap that's completely black that's uh, really great for, again, deeply cleansing, but it will never irritate. So you definitely have to deeply cleanse. Um, 
So one of those two or Indie Lee's purifying cleanser. So Osmia Black Clay Soap, Indie Lee Purifying, or Josh Rose Brooks Cleanser. Um, sorry to give so many choices. I no, know people no, no. don't like choices, but those are a good place to start. And they have three very different consistencies, and it depends on like your preferences. Yeah. Um, and then and then I would say um I probably would recommend a squalane oil, like the Indie Lee squalane oil, or um, a product that has a lot of squalane oil in it, like Osmia's balancing oil has a lot of squalane in it. Um, or if they're uncomfortable with oil, which a lot of people are, and they want to take a first step, um, Ursa Major has a product called the Fortifying Face Balm, which is um, it's not it balm shouldn't <laughs> it's called a balm, but it's it's not like the traditional balms and clean. It's actually the fastest absorbing gel we have in the space, and so it'll deeply moisturize, um, but you can't feel it on your skin at all. I have really dry skin, and my skin still feels tight and dry after I use that. But somebody with oily skin would feel moisturized. Okay. So so one of those is a moisturizer. And I would see again like don't be scared of a few oils and your your goal is to seek balance. You know, have you ever heard of this term you can fight oil with oil? Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure Grace has. No. I keep looking at Becca being like <laughs> I've heard that face oil is like one of the best things you can do for acne prone skin, but That's I stay exactly out right. of that because it's, it's, it sounds controversial. And also I don't have that skin yeah. type. It's, it, it's, it is controversial because like if, if you're using the wrong oils, it can really be bad for acne prone skin. But if you're using the right oils, it tricks your skin into thinking it's already produced oil and then it doesn't, it, anyhow. So it's all the good yeah. things. <laughs> Wait. So my favorite part, I want, you to tell us about your favorite products. I also need to know: Are you wearing the Say Beauty Gel today, or the Say? Um, the, I'm not the, the, new, um, the Super Gel. Oh wait, I am. I'm wearing. I'm not wearing the Super Gel. I'm wearing um, a little bit of the Dew Bomb. I love those in the. I think of the bronzy color. That's wait, my what favorite is this? one. Do I need it? It's going to be my obsession later. We've written the outline. It's but so good. This brand is called S A I E. I've been seeing it on your stories. I've been seeing it's, it like more and more places. I've used the products almost every day. Um, Which ones are you using? I love the the super gel. The, okay, and I'll put that just like all over my face. Okay, just for like a little glow. And yep. the and the bomb highlighters. I like the bronzy one. Yeah, that's the one I like too. Yeah. Um, it's a brand, it's a new, newish brand. They launched la- at the end of last year. There hasn't been like any new exciting brands in a while. I know. It's true. I and feel like they're like a clean glossier. They're amazing. And, and the founders are so dedicated to doing it the right way with clean ingredients. They're, they're building their whole brand on being a new clean makeup brand. Oh, cool. Super innovative, unbelievable products. They're only available with us and Goop or on their own site, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and they they've really nailed it. So the thing about makeup is that um it's all about the actual like application and like so mascara it's about the wand, right? Mm-hmm. And so clean brands couldn't invest in um the creation of new wands historically because you have to buy like a million wands. It's so ex- and it's so expensive. That's why P&G has such good exactly. mascaras because they spend so much time on that exactly. wand. That's exactly right, but then their formula is bad. Yeah. So it's like clean the formula have have always the formulas have always been like amazing and like really great for your lashes and all these things, but the wands have always been really bad. So, so is, is the it, solution to take I was just going <laughs> to Go ahead. Go, you Sharing a brain. Is the solution to like go buy a PNG mascara, throw it out, there and use the wand to, to put it on your Ilia or your Say mascara? There are a lot of people that do that. Like so a funny. lot of people. I mean, somebody in the industry would say, absolutely not. The wands and the formulas are like meant to go together and how it dips and everything. But there are a lot of people that do your trick. 
Interesting. Yeah. I'm but still you'll do some crafts cool. after this. I know. I'm still upset about my favorite mascara wand getting discontinued. Which one was it? It was a Bobbi Brown one, and it was like oh. a plastic comb one, but it was different than any of the other ones I've tried on the market. It was literally like a flat comb? No, it was like a... But it was like... Because you see that sometimes on the n- side of some mascaras. No, but it was like a plastic um, wand instead okay. of a okay. like natural huh. bristle one. That's so interesting. And I thought it was so great, but they discontinued it because apparently I was the only one who thought it was so great. <laughs> but if I could get that, or you know what? It, I think a good comparison is actually the Glossier Lash, oh, lash okay, Slick okay. wand. Yeah. So maybe I'm going to take an old tube of, I think I have one that I haven't been using. I'll just like wash it and then I'm going to put it in natural mascara and see what happens. Be careful though, because eye stuff you do want to throw away earlier than than other products. Because you, if you've been in theory dipping it in and then touching the inside of your eye, it's like. But can I clean it? Yeah, you can clean it okay. with Foley. You guys soap. should get Bobby Brown on this on the show. I'd love to get her yeah. at some point. You should. Yeah. She's coming out with all of these new wellness supplements and yeah. things like that. And. I actually think what she's doing, she's distributing in places like Walmart and Kohl's and stuff. And I have so much respect for that. Like, That's cool. So much respect. So cool. I've never met her, but I would listen to her show. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love, she's like a dream guest. I'd love totally. to have her. Yeah. And I, I work with her team for my blog, but she's no That's longer okay. You have an open invitation. Yeah. yeah. You can just come hang out. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, so we, Say is pretty awesome, and and it's um, now available in all of our stores, and we were really excited to work with their team because uh, there hasn't been a ton of innovation in the makeup space, and yeah. we get that from customers every day, and people, makeup, more than anything, people really want to try it in mm-hmm. person, like the colors, like the dew bombs, it's really cool to see them online, but they really want to like see the difference in color in person. Yeah, I mean, I swatched them for my blog post, and there's like this lavender-looking highlighter, and it, I was like, I'm never going to use this, and I put it on, and it's so really cool yeah but people are scared of it but it's really pretty and it's really pretty on almost anybody whereas i would say the bronzing balm is like it doesn't show up on some darker skin tones so yeah yeah other favorite products oh other favorite products Um, i got a sidetracked um i use a lot of rms Mm -hmm. i use like i'm using the brady bronzer too um their uncover up i use I'm not wearing any lipstick right now, but I wear Ilia lipstick lipstick almost every single day. The same color almost every single day. What uh, color? Crimson and clover. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so funny. <laughs> we got a question about what yeah. was your red lipstick that you always. Wear. I wear I wear a lot of red. I don't lipstick. know where that went, but yeah, it's um, it, where did that? I go? don't know. Anyway, it's you guys know the oh, brand yeah. Ilia. Were, what's the punchy red lipstick you're wearing in some of your Instagram photos? It's Ilia Crimson and Clover. It does look different on different people. We found. So, but it's it's a great one. Okay. Okay. They're um it's a tinted lip conditioner, so it's like mm-hmm. a super hydrating lip balm with a lot of color in it basically. And I'll usually layer that with another lip balm just to su- make it a little bit more subdued, but um it's a really good one. Okay. I mean, I'm like a huge fan of Josh Rosebrook's hydrating accelerator. I've been using a lot of our products. I use a lot of, um, do you know One Love Organics? Mm-hmm. They make a few really awesome hero products like the vitamin C oil serum. I use a lot of vitamin C product in the morning right now. Um, I don't know. I With like two kids and everything going on, I'm just like not sleeping a ton. And <laughs> I'm just trying to do everything I can through products. Um, and yeah, I use a lot of, a lot of serums right now. <laughs> good. I mean, I love a good serum. What are some of your favorites? Mine? I mean... I love Dr. Botter, but it's not clean. I love um, – I'm really it's into Biosense right now. There's yeah. that lactic acid and squ- squalene night serum. That's um, a really good one. 
I have their eye gel and I'm not convinced because they claim that it reduces dark circles and you really physically can't reduce dark circles. I never, so I use that for a long, long time and I never felt like it really reduced dark circles, but I loved just like the texture of it and the feeling of it where I was just like, oh, this is just such a nice product. Yeah, that's important. It feels good. It feels like you're reducing puffiness, but I think the dark circles claim is kind of bogus. Have you ever used anything that you felt like helped with dark circles? The only thing I think helps is that it's got it's controversial too now is the Ole Hendrickson oh, right, banana right, right. bright yeah. but that's because it literally almost has like makeup like ingredients in it it has like sp- like sparkle little in sparkle it. in it yeah. we have a couple that that do really well that have the same thing it has like a little bit of mica in it yeah um the naturopathica vitamin k um eye gel it has a little bit in it and it's super super thick so for all of us with super dry skin it's actually a really nice one and then um we have a roller ball by patika that has a ton of caffeine in it and it's this this tightening gel so i get really puffy sometimes yeah um, if i haven't slept or if i've eaten too much salt like i see it same so immediately this under here it's just like it's so pronounced super puffy oh and i get it like above too which is just a disaster (laughs) it just like pushes down your eyes (laughs) yes (laughs) yes um, so those those um, those roller balls that have like that cooling effect on your skin yeah. are really great for that. I keep a couple in the fridge. Yeah, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I always ice roll. I think that's the most effective. Oh right, thing you right. Can you do. love your ice roller. I do. It's a really good one. But sometimes you can't get it like all the way up underneath your eyes. Oh, so. I've got a little. Oh, one I got a baby now. one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Listen to you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like two sided and it it has like the baby awesome. side. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about products all day long. Do you I want know. me to keep going? <laughs> yeah, tell us like three more things you love. Um, so have you ever tried May Lindstrom's Blue Cocoon? Yes, it's so good for redness. It's so good for redness. I've it never seems like tried Becca that. doesn't. Oh, okay. no, but I used to be it's blue. a diehard for the youth do. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. That's how you started before Blue Cocoon. Um, youth do is usually something that people with more combination skin start with. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you should try the blue cocoon. Okay. Actually, you should probably try vital balm cream by Josh Rosebrook first because okay. it's a little bit better for drier skin. But, but blue cocoon, I travel with it wherever I go just because like you said, grace with redness and with calming down the skin, oh, it's I'm just like, it imme- yeah, it's a really good thing. And also just, it has this for some people, myself included, this like really beautiful aromatherapeutic. Just it does. It smells scent. really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like to, ha- it feels like comforting. It's like comfort food to travel with for me. Okay. Um. And anyhow, so I always have that with me. I always have a Josh Rosebrook hydrating accelerator, which you, they have in this little mini size. So like I'll spritz on the train, on the plane, like, you know, I'll spritz as soon as we get in the Uber, like that type of thing. Grace is a big spritzer. <laughs> Are a, you? I love a spritz. It's Her so favorite good. thing is actually to spritz other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yes. should have like been one of the old school department store oh, ladies. So when we used to work in the same office and we sat next to each other, she would just be spraying my face constantly without asking. That's so mm-hmm. funny. With all different things, just trying to see what you thought. You know, totally she was just doing elixir. it to be annoying. Okay. But <laughs> mm-hmm. you would just be like typing and you would be like, why is somebody spraying me in the face with something? Yeah. So funny. Yeah. What are some products that you're looking to switch that you haven't been able to, like from conventional to clean? Hair is my big one that I haven't switched. Makeup I haven't tried as hard to switch. So I use some natural products, but I use use the Giorgio Armani foundation Mm. and I use a NARS blush, neither of which are natural. Okay. Which Um, color of NARS blush? It's um, the multiple stick and matte and anguilla. It's like hot pink. Okay. 
So for the foundation, you could try Vapor. They make a really oh, okay. nice. Have you ever have you ever tried that one? I like Vapor. I like Ilia foundation. It's it's real actually the new you're right. The new Ilia foundation. Oh, the new one, be, the skin tint. Yeah, the, that could be a good one. So I know that we're probably not supposed to talk about this on oh. here because it's a competitor, but oh. um I just that's got okay. the the beauty counter. Yeah, and that's not no. Oh, Sarah likes beauty counter. I so, told, yeah. we've talked about how I like them. What's their yeah. tinted moisturizer called? Dew skin. Dew skin. I love dew skin. I haven't tried it yet. That's the one with SPF. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You have to let me yet. know what you think of it. Okay, it's yeah. got a good mineral SPF in it. So that's maybe like a good daytime foundation, mm-hmm. but probably not like big night out. Yeah, it probably you probably would want a little bit more coverage. Yeah, I think it's a different consistency than the Giorgio Armani. Mm-hmm. Um, what about um. The other thing that so I don't wash my face, but I that's not use, a problem. What do you use? Well, I use micellar water to like take my makeup off. That's washing your face. Thank you. But you don't use a cleanser. You mean I don't use a cleanser? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She doesn't get her face wet. Okay. I, I don't like it. But you we get it wet with the micellar water. Yeah, so. but I don't like splash water at my okay. face. Okay. Why don't you like doing that? Because it's messy. Um. So one because it's messy, and two because I have very sensitive skin, and I feel like more often than not that like the more products I add, like I some. I, my yep. skin ends up getting upset. So it's like a step that I just kind of have found that I don't need, so I don't do it. So interesting. But I use the um, Bioderma micellar water. Is right. there a good, clean micellar <laughs> water? On a, to be completely honest, there isn't one that replicates that. We Ugh. have so many people coming in asking for it right now. So, I mean, there are a lot of brands trying pretty yeah. hard, but it's just – Again, that takes technology that we would have to like try and figure out how to do that with plant-based yeah. stuff and in safe ways. Because I would say that's the only skincare product I use that's not yeah clean on a regular basis. I think. And I have, you use that every day. Oh yeah, I've got two. Well, I don't wear I don't wear, I don't wear makeup every day. Okay. Well, I'll tell you if anything Please. comes out. Oh, we're not yeah. there yet. I mean, I could try and pretend and tell you a bunch of stuff that you would try, and then you'd say, "No, this isn't right." And honestly, I just I don't tried another brand's micellar water because I ran out and I I just had it, and um, I hated it. They're not all created equal. I no. feel like micellar water more than most categories. Everything's like kind of different from each other. Like they all kind of have different Ugh. consistencies and performance. So, I did not like switching. It was a negative experience. All right, well, I'll let you not know. Recommend. You're like raising the bar higher and higher. Uh, I'll let you know if anything comes out. Wait, we get we're getting so off track, but I have two requests. Yes, yes. This was also a reader request, and it's mine too. Do you know of a clean dupe for Charlotte Tilbury Pillow Talk lipstick? Mm, no, um, I actually have to see it. Can you? Do you have that? Do you we mean can't... just like the glossy type? Lipstick? I think I no, the color. The color. Oh, the color. So not like the type of formulation. I would have to see the color again. I think you showed it to me in the store one time. I think I did. I and I think I went it. through all of the colors we yeah. had and nothing was quite right. It's like a pinkish nude. Oh, but you have it? That's not it. That's definitely not it. That's the wrong... I would always wrong start packaging. for lipstick. I would always start with Ilia just because they have the so widest assortment talk, of lip. it's a different... The color is Pillow Talk, but it's like a diff, It's like the glossy... Oh, it's a, but it's it's wrong. Lipstick. Okay, well, thanks, um, Grace. <laughs> it's a different color because it's a different formula. That's the glossy bomb. I want the lipstick. Okay, so sorry. I think we've been through it before. <laughs> Nothing's coming to mind immediately, but I would check Ilia first because they have the widest range of lip yeah. in in the like space and and Kosas too. We don't sell Kosas, oh, but they have some. I, great love, I love Kosas lipsticks. Yeah. They yeah, have really the good rose ones. water one is my favorite. There's another one that's like a little corally that I like too. Ooh, I don't remember the name of it though. I haven't tried that one. They're doing so well. So, I got so well. sent. Ilya sent me one that they said is like pillow talk, and I have to try it. Okay, but I don't know. I'm skeptical. Yeah, that's the thing. The it's hard to like 
find perfect dupes because they're yeah. never going to be perfect dupes. So that's why it's kind of like you have to reset a little bit mm-hmm. and say like, I'm going to switch out my, well, micellar water is so specific, but like your lipstick just generally, right? Or like your cleanser yeah. just generally and find something that works in clean as opposed to saying, I want to find a perfect dupe for something because it's almost impossible. Yeah. I think Sorry. your advice, and we've heard it before from Indie Lee gave the same advice where it's like, you don't need to throw out everything at once, like no, switches no. you run out of things. Because I think what's so overwhelming is the idea of being like, I need to completely switch my routine yeah. versus I need to just like find a new lipstick that I like or right. I need to like find a new moisturizer, not I need to go in and I need to dump overhaul everything. everything. I mean, we do have people that do that and it's and it's like it's impressive, crazy, expensive, all the things like people will come in with their whole bag and and switch out everything. But that's usually for like a huge life event. So anyhow, so yeah, we definitely recommend just starting wherever you want. And for a lot of people, like you said, it's like a treat. It's like I need a new lipstick or I am out of my cleanser or something like that. Yeah. Wait. So when you did go clean, what was the hardest product for you to give up? Mm, That's super interesting. Okay. So it was a long time ago at this point. Yeah. And, and things I, were so different. Things were so different. And this is so funny. I haven't thought about this in a really long time. I was obsessed with this Lancome moisturizer. <laughs> it was like this blue gel moisturizer. Okay. And I like was obsessed with the scent and like how it worked on my skin and everything. And um, there was certainly nothing like that in the clean or natural space at that point. And it was it was really hard for me to give that one up. Yeah. Like really hard. I mean, like deodorant for me, I just like, I, I feel like I just ripped the band aid and went for it. Like some of the things that people struggle with most, I just was like, I'm just doing it. I'm having such a hard time with deodorant. This is TMI, really? but like I'll find one that I love. And then after a few months, yeah. it just stops working. Like I've been, I got really into native and I'm on my yeah. like third tube of it. And I'm getting BO. So our bodies are pretty amazing. And they usually develop like coping mechanisms. Um, and so anyhow, there's that. Then there's also the fact that you change like, you know, through all the women's stuff every month. Mm-hmm. And like you you change just like cyclically, your your body changes. Um, so I I think maybe trying another one you may. Do you have a baking soda issue or no? Are you mm-hmm. okay using baking soda? But I switched soda? back to Kopari this week and now and I'm fine. fine. See, that's it. So I, like have I have like an arsenal. Switch them up. Yeah, yeah, I have like four different Me ones. Too. Most okay. Actually, most people do. Is that normal? It is kind of normal and it's and it kind of sucks it's about so this. It's so shitty because yeah. I was like, I got really into native and I'm like, it smells good. It yeah. doesn't like irritate me. The only one that I've never had to kind of switch in and out of um, has been the Love Fresh Extra Extra Strength. Oh, that didn't work for me. It didn't work for you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Immediate BL. The scent? Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Weird. So weird. Yeah. Everybody's so different. That's why I never give recommendations on on deodorant because you really like have to try a few to figure out what works best for you. One of the things I love that made me really trust you is when I came into the store and I was talking about deodorant, which ones I liked, and you were like, don't try ours then. It's not going to work for you. <laughs> And I was the Folane like, brand one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We carry a bunch that I'm sure could work for you. But yeah. the Folane brand one is truly for people that have really sensitive skin that are just trying a clean deodorant for the first time. Um, so like but somebody like you and I who have been using them for a while and need an extra strength. Like I can't use our Folane brand one. But there were a lot of people coming in that were trying the deodorants that have baking soda and they were get, getting reactions. Um, and not everybody gets that. Re- I don't get that reaction. You don't get that reaction. But um, but some people do. And they were trying them for the first time. And it was just like too overpowering of a scent and everything else like that. So we made basically like the 
training wheels, clean deodorant for people with super sensitive skin. So it's like an yeah. extremely niche. Like we'll never sell that outside of Folane. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll, we maybe we'll make other deodorants, but we'll never sell that one outside of Folane. So Tara, you have been such a good guest. Oh, thank In you. In the tradition of our podcast, you have earned your very own desperation minute. Can you tell people where they can find Folane, where they can find you, what they can do to support you? Totally. Anything you want to plug. Okay, so I have to get this into 60 seconds. No, just kidding. Um, We're not so counting. our Folane stores um, and online at Folane.com is where you can find us easily. Uh, we have the six stores across the country and the site at Folane.com. But now you can also find our products in Anthropology and Ulta. And um, and you can find me at TCO Foley. On Instagram. On Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was so helpful. Like I, every time I hang out with you, I learn so much. It's so much fun. And I hope our audience learned a lot too. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. Bye. Oh, how much do you just love Tara? I love her a lot. I wish Tara could live in my bathroom and just like tell me everything that I need to know. I don't think that would be a good life for her, but it would really help me. I don't have Tara's phone number to text her my questions, which is probably smart on her side. Actually, I don't have it either. Hmm, we, we have our email. That. Yeah. Yeah, Tara. She's just us. such a wealth of knowledge. And I love the way she explains everything in terms of the chemistry behind it. Yes. And she's just so um, normal and level-headed about it. Like, we joked that, like, don't judge, don't judge. And she's just so rational. Yes. And she'll also tell you if she doesn't know. Like, with the Charlotte Tilbury lipstick, she's like, I don't know one yet. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk more about us. Yes. What are you obsessed with this week? Oh, so I got new plates. So I went to Crate and Barrel because I needed a, a platter for my brisket. I saw them on your Instagram. They're so pretty. They're so pretty. And um, I liked the platter so much. They had coordinating plates. Wait, so I, I, I need to back them. up. I love that you went to Crate and Barrel to buy a platter that you brought to someone else's house. I didn't leave it there. I know. But I'll always just buy like an aluminum platter. No. I'm not as – I'm clearly not as fancy as you. No. I was making a $60 brisket like it was going on a nice platter. That's really nice. I think I would just assume the host had a, a platter and I would give it to them. No. Oh. No, well, I, I brought it ready you're, to you're serve. You're inspiring me to travel with platters now. I don't know. I mean, it was a potluck. I, I think it's annoying to expect that a host has a service dish for every everything. I do. Yeah, I think you're an exception. Probably. <laughs> so anyway, so I got new plates. They're these... It kind of has a tie-dye pattern on them. They're like pink and lilac tie-dye. They're so pretty. I was going to say it reminded me of like the inside of a geode. Oh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I really like them. They're really but pretty. now my, my dinner is much prettier. Yeah. What about you? I have two. So the first is Say Beauty, which is spelled like you would imagine it being pronounced Sai. It's S-A-I-E. They have a new collection of highlighters out. So there's, um, I think it's called like the Super super Gel or something like that. And it's in a larger bottle. And that is like a, a um, priming, like an illuminizer you can use all over your face. Like it's not super intense. It's just like really pretty. You can either do it with no makeup or you can... Um, put it on and then put your tinted moisturizer or foundation over it. So, so pretty. They also have these dew bombs, which I love. You you basically take a little they, – they come in these little tubes that look kind of like oil paints or watercolors. Okay. And you squeeze just a little bit out and it comes out and it looks like – I don't know. It looks 
like very thick. Like I, at first okay. I was like, how am I going to put this on my face? But what they tell you to do is to like rub it between your fingertips to warm it up and then just tap it wherever you want like a little bit of luminizer. So Tara was wearing one of them today, but I know you just tap I want it on one your, um, on your cheekbones. I do it under my brow bone. I like it on my collarbone, maybe like a little bit on my shoulder if I'm wearing a sleeveless top. I'm V interested in this. Yes. I want to make sure it doesn't have coconut oil in it. Hmm. It feels like it could have coconut it oil could. in it. But um, once we clear the ingredients, you should try mine. Yeah. Well, there's three colors. I need to figure out which one I want before I commit. Yeah. No, you should try mine. I, I will a, before I yeah, buy I, one. I know which one you should try. Oh, okay. We can, we can talk offline. Okay. Um, and my other thing has just been organizing everything. So you guys know I got my closets done. And I put all this stuff in my Amazon shop. But um, – I got these hyacinth baskets, which I lined the um, top row of all my shelves with, and I put, I sorted my beauty products. So I have like one full of all of my bath soaks, one full of all of my face masks, one um, with like with candles, one with gifts. So that like I, I always like ha- save things that I think will be like good gifts if I'm running to a party or something. So I have those. I'm gonna wrap the gifts so that they're just like pre wrapped. Wow, I really like being organized. Um, I'm going. I also got under the bed boxes, and then what's the other thing I got? Oh, I got these lucite trays because in the row of my closet that's double hung there's a shelf and i like the idea of just like having that area because you can still see it there's like space between the end of the garments and and the shelf i like using that shelf to keep jewelry and accessories that i want to use because sometimes i forget about accessories i buy them and i'm like out of sight out of mind yeah and i i store it away in my like jewelry armoire and then i never use it so this is like my shelf of like things i want to wear okay yeah i love that yeah. What about on um, Instagram? I don't have one. Oh. I I feel like I'm in my quarterly purge where I just got rid of a bunch of people that I'm following and I'm trying to follow less people. I like that. I keep following too many people, but it is what it is. I have a new favorite. It's called Somewhere Lately. And there are two girls. I think they're best friends. One of them lives, I think, in Texas and one's in Connecticut. And they just have really good finds. I found them because they are also doing a collection for Amazon The Drop. So I clicked on their their thing. And they're just so cute. And their style is very classic. Um, Like there's like a lot of like camel coats and like cute black tops and like great jeans, like good basics. But mostly everything they write about is under $100. Oh, interesting. I'll have to check them out. Yeah, I like their stuff a lot. Maybe not follow them on Instagram because I'm being stingy with my follows. You can go to their blog. Okay. Yeah. But big fan. They're really cute. What about on the reading front? On the reading front, um, I I finished a book called Darling Rose Gold by Stephanie Robel. And this um, – so you know another theme that Becca and I are, are into is Munchausen's. Um. I don't know. I wouldn't say that I'm into Munchausen's. I'm into it. Like I think that it's fascinating. Um, after watching The Politician and then reading We Came Here to Forget, I've gotten like a little fixation on Munchausen's. So this book is Are about- Are you going to poison me? Never. I don't want to do it. I just like reading oh. about it. Okay. I read a terrible nonfiction book that I had to put down. It was called like My Sweet Angel, I want to say. And it was just so upsetting. It was a real a real life book about Munchausen. And when it's fiction, I guess I can enjoy it. But when it's real, it's like just, it was just too dark and upsetting to read. So that- that's another book. But Darling Rose Gold is about a woman who like poisoned her daughter growing up and then um, got caught and went to jail. And then five years later, the, her daughter picks her up from jail and she's staying with her daughter. But the daughter has like a whole plan to like ruin the mother's life. Oh, that sounds very dark. It's super dark. It's great. Ooh. 
on a less dark nonfiction front, I'm reading This Is Big by Marissa Meltzer, and I'm about 60% through, I want to say. Marissa Meltzer is a fantastic writer. She's written for The Cut. She's written for like like everywhere. If you Google her, she has amazing writing. But um, this is, it's alternating chapters of a bio, like kind of like a biography of the founder of Weight Watchers and her own personal story. So I think you and I talked about this. I was a little concerned she was going to be like glorifying diet culture and Jean Nidich, I think that's her last name, who's the founder of Weight Watchers, but she doesn't. It's actually like super, like what I'm getting so far, I'm still not done with it, is that um, it's it's very body positive. It's like what she learned from going on a diet and like her like coming to terms with her her own weight and also her story of her childhood like being put on a diet at age five by her parents when she was growing up like it's I mean some of it is like really hard to read and really sad but it's a great book yeah that's not out till April but I wanted to read it because I'm a big fan of her writing okay what about you um so you gave me your copy of the glass hotel by our copy Becca our copy we were given a copy of The Glass Hotel by Emily St. John Mandel. There so. was only one copy left that the publisher had, so they like gave us their last copy. Which we appreciate. We did. But Grace read it already. And so I started it. I'm probably like 50 pages in. And um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. I don't quite know where it's going yet. But um, her first book... No, I keep saying her first book. It's not her first book. So her previous book was Station Eleven. Um, and this is completely different. So that one was kind of like a dystopian future book. And this one is about a hotel and a Ponzi scheme, I gather, so far. So um, completely different. But I, I just like her as an author and her writing style. So um, I'm excited to get further into it. And that one comes out um, March 24th. So soon. coming soon. But yeah. was excited to get a sneak peek of it. If you guys need a book to read, we've chosen our March book club pick. And it's like, well, I haven't read it yet. So I'll let Becca tell you about it. Yeah. So it's called I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. And we picked an older book this month. So this came out in 2014. And the book is about a set of fraternal twins. One is a boy and one is a girl. And um, at the beginning, they're in high school. And at the beginning of the book, they are the best of friends, close as close can be. And at the in the second timeline in the book, they're not speaking. And so one of the twins tells the story in the first timeline and the second tells it in the other timeline. And this book is YA, but it's definitely more literary YA. It's one of the most beautifully written books that I've ever read. And it's something that over the past six months that I've read it, I've recommended to so many people. And every single one of my girlfriends who's read it has just raved about how much they enjoyed it. So I'm so excited to read this. I'm trying to finish up this nonfiction book, which takes me longer to read. Yeah. And dive into that. I'm so excited. So I hope you'll join us on this book club. I was actually really excited. I did an Instagram poll and only about 15% of the people who responded had read it before. So hopefully it's new to a lot of you. I can't wait to discuss it. Or if you already read it, a lot of people in the Facebook group said that they were going to reread it. So we're so excited to discuss it. It'll be the last Wednesday in March. I'm so excited to, to read this book. You've just raved and raved. So you guys, if you hate it, it's Becca's fault. Totally my fault. But, but no, it's going to be a I'll good I'll die one. on this hill. <laughs> um, so that's our episode. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Bad on Paper Podcast. We have an amazing Facebook group. It's my favorite place to go and get book recommendations. I'm at Grace Atwood on Instagram. My blog is thestripe.com. And I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. 
Yeah. So follow us and we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. 